My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nice, these Gucci bags full of cash What's going on family, it's your man here once again Tay Sweat, and I'm bringing you another Get to the Bag podcast, baby Now for today, it's very, very important for me to talk about this one hot topic that everybody wants to hear more about and that is what the recession right dun 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 <laughs> so we are uh, if you ask me let me just say this we are in the middle or maybe at the start of a recession the market's already kind of you know pricing it in it's pretty much here but what do you do how do you survive it and what are we going to do to thrive because a lot of you don't know that actually one of the best times to come up and make your next zero. So if you're at $10, get to a thousand. Or if you're at a thousand dollars, get to 10,000. If you're at 10,000, get to a hundred thousand. You get the point. One of the best ways to get to your next zero and come up is in recessions, right? But how? How, Tay? How, Sway? How do you do that? Uh, we're going we to talk about that today. And that's what I want to talk about in today's podcast. Now, before I get started on it, though, if you have any questions on this podcast or about this topic or subject or any other topic or subject that you want me to cover, just leave a five star review and leave your comment, leave your question or your topic in that review. I'll get to it as soon as I can and I'll bring it on. We'll talk about it. Right. So let's get started. So what are we talking about here with this whole recession thing? So I just did actually I just did a, a rant Friday. Um not too long ago. And I spoke about how I pretty much got dusted <laughs> in a recession of the 2008 uh, crisis, uh, the housing crisis. And I got decimated. I, I was destroyed. Literally, I lost my job. I lost my house. I lost my cars. I lost everything. I went back to sleep on my mom's floor. And <laughs> it was the worst. It was a bottom of the bottom. Like literally, I had never been that low. I was sleeping on my mom's floor. I was literally like, jobless carless like i had nothing and what they did for me was it it helped me to understand that i can never put myself in a position to be taken advantage of like that ever again and what do i mean by that and something i want to actually share with you all you can never be in a position to where someone can come and snatch a job or your livelihood from up under you Let's let's get into that because I, I want to really, really, really talk about that. What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, for a lot of us, and now at this point, I'm gonna say for a lot of you, <laughs> because I, I will never go back to that. We tend to settle into like one way of thinking, one way of living. We say, Hey, I have a job, I like this, I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna work this job and I'm gonna do decent at my job. Until either I get another better job or until I retire. This is how the average American usually thinks. Well, this is what led me to financial ruin in the 2008 crisis because I didn't have anything to fall back on. And what I came to realize, and this is what I want to talk about today. What I came to realize, family, is that in times of recession, jobs are the worst. They, they are. They don't benefit from recessions. Most of them don't. I don't want to speak in 
absolutes. Some jobs do. If you work for, I don't know, uh, like repo markets, those jobs do great, right? If you, you know, you're repoing people's cars, you're doing, you're doing awesome during these times. People are defaulting on loans and other things. But let me say this, for the most part, even if you are a repo man, and that is your job, you do not want to rely on that one thing. In this type of economy, in this type of structure, this system, the best things that you or that will serve you, let me say it this way, the best things that will serve you are going to be things that are beneficial and that can be beneficial during times of recessions. And the fact that I had to study my way to make sure that I would never go through another like crazy recession and or I'm going to go through it, but I would never go through another one and get hit and get taken out by it. One of the things that I found, a couple of things that I found, number one is that we always have recessions. That's just part of the economy. Why? Well, to simply put, and I'm going to over, over, over simplify this. So if you are, you know, if you are an economist or something like that and you're like, that's not how it works, Tay, I'm going to oversimplify it. So I may leave some things out, but I just want to oversimplify how it works and why we have to have recessions. Okay, so and I know that sounds weird. Like, what do you mean we have to have recessions? We do. Based on the way this system's created. Yes, we do. So. For example. If we have. Let me start here. You know, you are about to hit a recession. This is why we know there's a cycle. You know, a recession is on the way. Based on a few things, one being unemployment rates, when unemployment is usually under four percent. Uh oh, we got a problem. Something is about to occur. Something's about to happen. And there's some other stuff that gets in there that, uh, you know, maybe maybe can also contribute to that. But when unemployment is under four percent, you know, there's too much money in the system. When too much money is in the system, that means there's a lot of spending going on. When there's a lot of spending going on, that creates supply chain issues a lot of times. Right. Or or supply and demand. We'll just say supply and demand. We'll keep it simple. It creates a supply and demand issue because it's like everybody got jobs and everybody who's working can buy this stuff. And it's not that much stuff that can be bought. So it's not that much stuff. What does that mean? That means that stuff has to go up in value. Cars went up. Real estate went up. All of this stuff went up in value because everybody got jobs. Everybody can afford to buy stuff. Stuff is going up in value because too many people have money to buy stuff. And because too many people have money to buy stuff, the stuff increases in value because there's not enough stuff. <laughs> right. So it sounds crazy. It's like, wait a minute. So people, the more people who have jobs, the more stuff inflates. Yes, because jobs equal spending and spending equals stuff being bought. And when stuff is being bought, but there's not a lot of stuff to be bought. The stuff that we do have goes up in value. That's just what it is. So <laughs> why does a recession have to come then, Tay? Well, uh, you know, simply put, I have to keep it simple. Simply put, the recession have to come, has to come because we say, hey, a lot of jobs. So we under 4% unemployment, which means a lot of people have jobs. That means more money is being spent. More money has been spent on stuff. There's not a lot of stuff to go around, which means the 
value of the stuff, real estate, cars, goes up. That stuff goes up, the economy goes, or or really the people who run the economy go, whoa, 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 whoa. stuff's getting too expensive. We need to pull it back. We need to raise rates. We need to pull it back. And not, once again, this is an oversimplification of stuff. There's a lot of other things that are going, but I just want to simplify for the layman. So money goes in, stuff goes up in value. Stuff gets so high in value that for the most part, it becomes almost unreasonable for the average American. So person comes in or, or the, the the people who run the, the whole economy come in and say, hey, we got to flush this. We need to pull back. We need and this, unfortunately, is what happens. We need unemployment to go up. We need unemployment rates to go up. If if the unemployment rate is less than four percent, we need it to go. And they, you can check me with this. There are also economists and very famous, you know, economy predictors who t who have been saying, hey, we need inflation to go five over five percent for five years or not inflation. Excuse me. We need unemployment to go over five percent <laughs> over five years, which means he's saying, hey, we need people to be without jobs. We need to suck. If we're going to suck money out of the system, we need to just not have people with jobs. Like people just need to be broke. Essentially, once again, I'm oversimplifying it, but this is kind of what they're saying. We need a, a small amount of people, a small group of people to not have jobs. <sighs> Can y'all imagine that? Think about that. This is essentially what's going on. Right. So that once again, I, I'm going to go back to my last thing I was saying. This is why the job thing is not the best thing to have. Now, you can have a job, but also have some side piece, right? You got to have a side piece to your job. So that means maybe you have a side hustle. Maybe you invest or trade. I know a lot of people, as a matter of fact, right here, like right behind me, there's a gym. There's a gym that I go to. And one of the trainers, you know, he knows me from, you know, Instagram or whatever. He's like, man, I love what you do. Like, I, I, you know, I've been in your trading programs, yada, yada, yada. And what I do is I'm a personal trainer by day <laughs> and I trade by night or I trade by evening, I should say. So he's like, I come in in the early mornings and then by, you know, midday, early, you know, maybe afternoon, I'm trading. And then, you know, all I need is a thousand dollars. If I can pull out a thousand dollars a day or I don't even think he was making that much. He's like, if I can pull out a thousand dollars a week out of the market that's four thousand dollars a month and then if if my job gets hit over here as a personal trainer i'm cool i'm cool this is what i mean family that skill set is going to allow him to be able to survive this recession so for me it's about finding things finding skill sets and things that you can do throughout a recession that are either going to one continue to make you money or two that are going to eventually get cheap enough for you to buy so it makes you money after the recession one or the other and usually the only way to do that is by, by way of assets right so you can buy assets some stocks or companies you can buy assets like real estate you can buy assets like um even some cars I, i'll give you a good idea uh some of y'all can take this if you want you know right now once again there's too many cars in the system or not enough if you ask me but there was a scarcity of chips. So the cars were having scarcity. So the car market inflated when the car market inflated, what that happened, well, what happened was is people held on to their cars or, you know, it became one of those things where people were trying to just 
hoard as many cars as they can get. So what happens is market deflates or market uh, comes down. Everything's starting to relax, but the money is starting to be pulled out of the market. People are starting to get hit. Their pockets are, pockets are starting to get hit. So then what happens is they start doing, we call it a fire sale. They start doing fire sales. I got three cars. I bought, you know, $50,000 each. I need to get rid of them though. Give me 35K. I'll take 35. I'll take 25. And see what happens is this is what we call a race to the bottom. So what happens is the, the market starts racing to the bottom. Hey, that guy over there, the same car, you charging $45,000 for this car. Although it's cheaper than what you pay for it. There's a guy across the street charging $30,000 for that same car. And he got less miles. <laughs> so now you're forced to try to beat that guy's price. Like, mm, okay. You give me twenty nine thousand is yours. I say, well, I thought you wanted forty five. I'll take twenty nine. I need it. Right. And a smart salesman would never say that, but I need it. I need it. I, I, I started locking in all these cars. I need the money. Things are getting hard. The, you know, fuck, the economy is pressing down on me. I need that money. So this forty-five thousand, this fifty-five thousand dollar car I paid for, I wanted forty-five thousand for it, but I'll take thirty thousand. I'll take twenty-nine, so I can beat the guy's price across the street. And then what happens is maybe you'll sell it, maybe not. The guy may go to twenty-eight, twenty-six, five, right? And it starts getting crazy to the point where someone like myself or someone who has been smart with their money and knew a recession was coming, so they started cashing up, which is very important. They started cashing up. They come in, they swoop up everybody's car. I tell you what, you, you, and you, you said you want 26. He'll take 27. He'll take 28. I'll give all of y'all 25,000 and none of y'all like, don't say anything. I'll give you $25,000 each. I'll take those cars. I'll hold on to those cars for the next year, year and a half, maybe two years until we get out of this thing. Once we get out of this thing and those cars will inflate back to $40,000. Cause there'll be money in the system again. Once they're forty thousand dollar cars, maybe even thirty five. I pay twenty five for each. In two years, I make a thirty thousand dollar profit. So I spent seventy five thousand dollars. I made thirty thousand. <laughs> See how this works? This is what happens. It has happened with real estate. Shout out to Carl Icon. This is something that he did uh, with real estate. Right? He sold his business or his real estate. Um, company or property, excuse me. He sold his real estate property that he had uh, for like 1.3 billion right before the 2008 crash came, right? 2008 hit, a couple people went bankrupt, had to, you know, had to liquidate some stuff. He came in, he bought a, let me see, 4%. I think he bought like, <laughs> it's something ridiculous too. Like, super ridiculous he came in and bought a four three four billion dollar property it was something stupid he came in about a three four billion dollar property for 150 million <laughs> now i know it's a lot of money 150 million is a lot of money right but the property the company right it was like three or four billion dollars three or four billion he came in he scooped it up for 150 
And in less than like four or five years, he sold it for like six, seven hundred million. <laughs> this is how the game is played. So a couple of rules that I would go by, of course, you know, cash up. There's many ways to cash up and I'll probably even do a class on this. There's plenty of ways to cash up. Once you cash up, learn. A, you got to learn a new skill or maybe even sharpen the ones that you have. Sharpen your skills. Number two or number three, don't quit your job. Do not quit your job. Please don't. I say it. I'm going to say it again. Do not quit your job. Because we're in a time right now. This is another way that I can tell we're going into a recession. It's because what happens is you start seeing people get lazy. Service gets bad. People are like, they're, they're almost entitled. Like, you should be happy I'm even here to serve you like a drink. Or if you're at a restaurant, you should be happy I'm even here to cook your meal and, and give you a meal. It, it gets very entitled of an environment, right? That's how I know we're in a recession. People start quitting their job. Oh, you know, I think I trade crypto for a living. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. Keep your day job. Now, the reason why I say that is because my next thing, number four, is not only keep your day job, but be irreplaceable. If you are somebody who's disposable, somebody's like, you know what? Business will go on if we get rid of this person. You're screwed when it comes to a recession. So be someone who cannot like literally the company cannot run without you or or they're going to take a big hit if if you're not there. Be that person. If you can't be that person, you are disposable and you may lose your job. If things get hard enough and they, your company has to tighten their belt so much, you may lose your job. Right. And the reason why I say those two, when we're talking about those two job things, I say those two because what, what ends up happening is, number one, people go, hey, I don't want to work anymore. I'm going to trade crypto for a living or I don't really like this. So I'm going to give you shitty service. What ends up happening is because that's the top of the market, right? That's the top. What happens is market squeezes, people lose jobs, shit goes crazy. And then what happens is people go, oh, my God, I, I need a job. I'll do whatever it takes because my bills need to be paid. Please, please, I'll do whatever you want. Right now, that's when, it, you know, you start you start scratching your neck. Like, I, I, I do whatever you need me to do. Right. I was going to say something else, but I'm going to keep it. You know, I'm going to keep it PG. But this is what happens. Desperation kicks in. And when desperation kicks in, that's how I know. OK, we've hit that. We ding. Recession has started. We've hit that point because now people are now at a point where that, that crypto trading didn't work out so well. Right. Not to say you can't do it, because I know some people who are traders who do well during recessions and whatever else, because we know how to trade whatever markets. So we do well. But the average person who quit their job, they're going back to work. Y'all see all the memes where, you know, there's like McDonald's, like managers welcoming, <laughs> welcoming the crypto, the Bitcoin traders back. Like, welcome back. Welcome back to work. Now go sweep the floor. Right. That this is what happens. They shouldn't have quit their job in the first place. Right. So this is what happens. And then when, it, when the market shrinks and everything shrivels up, then yes. People get desperate again and they go back to work because they have to feed their family. So this is this is what I want to always say. Hey, don't quit your job. Be, you know, be somebody that can't be replaced. Right. And then after you do all of those things, I, I think my next thing would be start learning how to because, of course, I wanted you to learn a skill. That was number one. 
um, after cash up, so cash up, learn a skill. But then when it comes to or when it comes time to start buying some of the cheap stuff, you should have been saving that whole time to start buying into some of these cheap things, cheap stocks, cheap real estate. Like there's a lot of people who made a lot of money in real estate because they caught the bottom. They saw real estate was cheap. They bought it. Stocks are getting cheap. I mean, even right now, if you start buying stocks, a lot of stuff is like dirt cheap. A lot of stuff is dirt cheap. It's getting crazy. We are now seeing companies. I'm going to say this. It doesn't mean it's always a good thing, but we're seeing some good companies who have more cash. And I taught this in STB and they they didn't get it. So I don't expect y'all to get it. Or it took them a little minute to understand what I was trying to say. They have more cash in their bank as a business. Like, hey, this is how much cash we have than what their business is now valued at or what the market is saying their business is valued at. What does that mean, Tay? This is my backdrop for the day. Watch this. What that basically says is. As a public company. I can either buy your stock or short your stock. Right. And based on how your stock moves with the market, I can actually say, hey. Your company is overvalued or undervalued, you know, undervalued. This is part of it. It's what happens with a public company. I can short it. I can go long. If enough people go long, your stock can get overvalued. Like, oh, that's way too valuable. You know, too much value. Tesla. Um, <laughs> or I can short it and the company goes way too low. It's like, wait a minute. That's that's a deal. Let me get that. Right. This is what's possible with the stock market. And this is what happens with public companies. Now, there are some companies right now, some of the companies who have more cash on hand than what the market is saying they are worth. Right. What I mean by that is there are some companies that have seven billion dollars in cash. Seven billion in cash. They just sitting on we call it cash and cash equivalents. They're sitting on seven billion in cash and cash equivalents, which basically means you can kind of liquidate some stuff within like 90 days and you got cash. Seven billion dollars. But the company is valued Based on the stock market, it has been shorted enough or it has fallen so much based on movement of the market that it's literally three billion dollars in value. So it's like, hey, that company over there is worth three billion dollars. And then they stand up and go, wait a minute. No, I have seven billion in cash. How am I only worth three billion dollars when I have seven billion in cash? You see how that works? Once again, many people are not going to understand what I'm saying here. Many people are not going to, they're not going to get it. Like, Tay, I still don't huh? say that again. I'm just going to need you to rewatch the, I'm going to need you to just re-listen to this. All right. Or rewatch it, whatever. Just, just go back over it. It'll make sense. But what I'm trying to say here is there's a lot of great deals out there. Do your due diligence. Of course, for my people in the STB, y'all know how to study and do your due diligence. Find cheap companies. I'm going to be finding more cheap companies for you. That's what I do. Other than that, I love you all. Please take this time to survive and learn. Not even survive. I want to say thrive in this environment. There are going to be people who come out of this richer than ever. Because keep in mind, the last recession we had, we had 2.25 million new millionaires. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it in a different way because it sounds weird. 
from 2019 to 2020, going into the recession of 2020, it was a small recession, you know, a short one. There were 2.2 million people who became new millionaires. First time generation millionaires. Two million people. How many is that going to happen to this recession? I don't know. But I'm telling you, this is a time to get that bag. So get your education. Keep tapping in because I'll help you. Keep tapping in. I'll make sure I help you with your education. Let's get this money. Other than that, if you got any other questions, just see, you know, leave me a five star review. That's all I want. Any questions, any comments, any, you know, topics you want me to talk on. Just send me a five star review and leave your topic or your question in the review. And from there, I'll answer it as soon as I can. I'll make sure we get to it. Other than that, that's been a, this has been another Get to the Bag podcast. I love you all. I'll see you on the top. I'm out. Peace.